This is Game On, discussing the biggest games and all the latest sports news with Johnny Montabano and Hank and Dichter on the Empty the Bench Podcast Network. Welcome to episode 45 of Game On on the Empty the Bench Podcast Network. That's Hank and Dichter. I'm Nick Morgison. Boy, nope, Johnny didn't die or disappear. He's just working. He, he, he'll be back, I promise. Oh, trust me, I know. I texted him about the next. He's very much alive if he's excited about their uh, nine-game winning streak. And, you know, it's a big deal winning it. Even I'm rocking this hoodie, but that's a, you know, story for another day. I got to at least mix in something, Rangers, you know. I know you do. Two teams, but anyways, Nick, how's it going, my friends? I'm good, man. It's been an interesting week in the world of sports. Uh, follow the show on social media at Game On ETB, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and follow the network at ETB Network. Um, but we got a lot to get into. Um, a lot of football. Unfortunately, NBA is going to take the headlines right off the bat. I, I know you love hearing that phrase, NBA taking headline, because me being... Uh, right off the bat, good choice of words there. Oh, yeah. Good point. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but, um, yeah. So, we're taking this show a little bit differently this week. You're not going to get as many stories this week. You're going to get more of expansion of a, of a few stories this week. Because some of them stole the headlines this week. In a lot of ways. And we're going to get right into it. And we're going to talk about John Morant. Because John Morant decided to go to a nightclub. I think in Colorado. Yeah, in Colorado. And on an Instagram live video of all places. He was dancing to music, whatever, and whatever this BS. And... He decided to wave a gun. <laughs> uh, yeah, he waved a gun in the in the back of his uh, Instagram live video. So, what's your first instinct when I tell you that? Okay, immediately when I see this story, I'm getting PTSD from a certain event that happened. Say, what was it? Fifteen years ago, pretty much, roughly. Would you say the initials are PB? Yes, and I'm still salty because I still believe that moment sabotaged their chance at repeating and cost the Giants what probably could have been a potential dynasty. Let's just put it this way. PB and no J. (laughs) (laughs) You're welcome, America. I just did it for you. Um... But yes, I know we're, we're laughing now, but when we explain the story, you're not going to be laughing. Let's put it that way. Um, yeah, so he gets caught in. I shouldn't say caught. He, on his own accord, recorded on his Instagram live and waved it like 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 a uh, like a napkin in the back of an Instagram live video. Like a, or how about like a Pittsburgh Steeler fan waving those crazy looking terrible towels? Oh, terrible towels! Yes. <laughs> or me but, waving one of my many Rangers rally towels, and I'm going to bring that back on the show. You know it. I know you are. And 
but this just this whole thing is bizarre because I'm sure I've said this to you guys before, and I've said this on Empty the Bench. I've said this in a lot of places. Today's stars abuse their power and think they're above the law in a lot of ways. Would you agree or disagree? I would have to agree. I mean, and you know, it's worse is like, there have been a lot of moments where like stars have had their things swept under the rug. No, like, I I mean, we know what Kobe Bryant did all those years. I hate to bring up Kobe Bryant. I'm sorry, but like, it kind of ties in, does it not? Because he was around, wasn't he around the same age as John Morant at the time where he was accused of uh, the whole sexual assault in, um, where was it? Aurora, Colorado. Ironically, Colorado. Yeah. And even though obviously he ended up getting out scot-free, there are a lot of people that still believe he did it. I don't know. The, I don't really know for sure, but from what I understand, all signs point to the fact that he was guilty. And I think even Kobe later on may have acknowledged that he was guilty. But, you know, again, that's an example of superstars, you know, abusing their power. And um, I'll give you another example. There have been many instances where Jason Kidd, like, had stuff, like, where that he got away with, like, didn't he do domestic shit when he was like still a superstar with your uh, back then New Jersey Nets? Yes, uh, supposedly yes, he committed some domestic violence and, and had allegations against him behind the scenes. Oh, and I haven't even gotten into the Carl Malone stuff. Oh well, I did a whole rant on that a couple of was that like two weeks ago now from the right after the All Star break where. For most people who didn't know that, that kind of got swept under the rug during the All-Star uh, break because he was honored by the Jazz at the at the All-Star break. And someone, I don't remember who, but someone dropped the story that Carl Malone, when he was 20 years old, got a 12-year-old or a 13-year-old pregnant. Well, I- I'd known that before, but like it was like it resurfaced. It kind of resurfaced. No one, it kind of went away. No one knew. And then someone decided to bring it back. Which is kind of a sucky thing to do, looking when someone's looking for headlines. Still, though, like it's disgusting. Yeah, and also I didn't even mention Kevin Johnson. Like you've heard of him, right? Phoenix Suns. Yeah, one of the more underrated players in NBA history, and a guy you could probably argue should be in the Hall of Fame, but he's more known for one of the dis- for some disgusting things he did to young women and it continued even when he got elected mayor of Sacramento too, which people uh, try to ignore that he was in politics. Also, Um, you could say the same thing about Charles Barkley. How many horrible things has Charles Barkley done, but he's the most beloved TV analyst on TNT and in the NBA. You know, what's ironic though. Isn't, wasn't it him who said the phrase, I'm not a role model. Yes. That was him. He said, I, I'm not here to be a role model. I'm here to do a job and make money, essentially. I mean, technically, he was right in the sense that, like, you know, if, if kids are looking to athletes as their main role model, then that's on the parents. But at the same time, the way he went about that message, that I would consider to be a personal foul. You know what? <laughs> Good one. 
Um, but I was going to say, there are some athletes that can be role models. Now, you and I grew up with one with our favorite team for about 20 years. If you know who oh, I'm would you be to. talking about Derek Sanderson Jeter? <laughs> I mean, maybe not towards the end after his career. He might have done some things, but... Yeah, but they were nothing compared to what we hear about with most NBA and NFL players. Oh, right. He's never going to commit domestic violence. He's never going to shout and cause issues in the media. That was never his thing. <clears throat> and I'll, I'll give you another example. A certain star goaltender that I grew up with for probably fi- who I've watched for like, say, 15 years. <clears throat> and the current goaltender, too, Igor, I mean, if the worst thing about Igor is that sometimes he doesn't always talk to the media, like, can't be that bad no it can't be that bad i mean there are you ever hear about sex scandals in hockey with the possible exception of the brad aldrich kyle beach story right and you know what like morant will learn from this situation where he got suspended for two games by the way which pissed me off and because now there's a a story out there that he was carrying the gun like through uh, stadiums, uh, through arenas, like like a la Gilbert Arena style with, with the Wizards. And <clears throat> they're saying that he could get suspended for 50 games. Can you imagine? That's a big star for them in the NBA. I mean, it, that's why they only suspended him two games. Um... Can I say it? Yes. Good old Adam Silver. <laughs> oh, wait. I got one better. It's an Adam Silver. Sl- ah, yes. <laughs> but, yeah. So, this story is bizarre. This story is out there. Do I think he got enough suspension for waving a gun in a nightclub? No. He got two games, and he basically got away with Dare I say it? Murder. I hate it. That's a bit. It's a bad choice of words, but it's it's the situation we're in. These athletes get away with everything. Everything. And in the NBA, it's probably more common than a lot of leagues besides maybe the NFL. Yes, I, but I would say the NFL has way more domestic violence issues. Yes, than the NBA does. Um, don't get me wrong. If John Moran could get back on track, he basically is taking a hiatus away from the team to figure out his situation. Then, hopefully, whether it's therapy, whether it's Whatever it is, people were saying that his circle of people, like we know these star athletes have their circle that they travel with. And sometimes those are not the best influences, if you know what I mean. I mean, I don't know, in the hockey circles, do they do they do they travel with uh, with the circle of people like they do with every other league or no? Um. Not necessarily. Okay. Probably, but... I don't know. It's it's weird. It's interesting to me. The NBA is the only one that travel in packs. They travel in packs. 
they travel around with like I mean, their they travel f- on a private jet with their own team, obviously. Right, but I'm saying is sometimes they're traveling around with bad influences, and that's the problem here. No, I don't usually see NHL players like travel with bad influences. That's kind of rare. Right, and we've seen more guns in the NBA. We've seen more drugs, more guns, more violence in the NBA lately than the NFL. And I, I never thought I'd say those words. The NFL is, and I hate to say this because this is a might be in horrible taste, but they're the king of domestic violence in the NFL, where they that it's their issue. No one is beating them. Okay, that's a bad choice of words too. Um, but my point is, Ja's got to figure his his life out, and is he going to go down the path of? I'm going to do this and then I'm going to spiral out of control and do more of these issues. Or is he going to get his life back on track? He signed a, I think a large contract, if I'm not mistaken with the, with the Grizzlies, I'm looking that up, but he's a really good player. He's 23 years old and he's going to throw it all away. Let's see. So he signed a four year, almost $40 million contract. I don't know if that's a, if that's with the new one or the old one. Let me see. So yeah, so he's under a four-year, forty million dollar contract right now. He's making ten million a year. This guy could get a max contract. That's how good he is. That's how great of an athlete this guy is. So I hope that they he figures it out. And the NBA suspending him two games is is the sign. Oh, he's a star. We can't lose him. We'll lose all our money if we if we suspend him for a long period of time. Can't have that. Can't have that. <sighs> you can tell I'm already riled up about this. Um, well, I mean, I know you. Pr- it drives you nuts whenever like a superstar does this, and whenever he essentially, well, actually. Come to think of it, this could be the Lilo Brancato of the NBA because you know what happened to Lilo Brancato. Yes, I do. And you know what's bitterly ironic about the Lilo Brancato incident? Remember what was said in the movie Bronx Tale by uh, Robert De Niro's character? I don't remember off the top of my head. What did he say? Saddest thing in life, son, is wasted talent. Yes. Okay, now I do remember that line. And it's true. If John doesn't figure this out, he could be a wasted talent here. And you know what's sad for every uh, moment of NBA stars getting away with said incidents, there are also just as many stories of NBA players who have wasted their talent. It's true. And I can think of quite a few off the top of my head, but we would need another David three Thompson. hours. Who? David Thompson. Scott oh, Walker. yeah. Yes. Nose yep. candies. <laughs> But I'm saying I could spend three hours telling you about wasted talents or ones that wasted all their money. That's a the NBA is also a sport where they make all this money and then they blow it all. Like that the NBA is, is famous for that. Cough cough Allen Iverson. Cough cough Antoine Walker. God, Antoine Walker. I forgot about that guy. That guy made close to two hundred million dollars and basically blew uh, blew it all away. Nobel blew a lot of money away, but it didn't really affect him. Michael Jordan. <laughs> well, when you when you have a shoe brand that's what a, worth a few billion, I don't think he cares. Well, I mean, you, you he owns the worst team in the NBA, and he doesn't seem to care. 
Um, all right, let's move around here. We'll do a few uh, NFL stories, and then we'll uh, kind of wrap this up. We're going to try to keep this kind of short. Um, all right, let's get into the news that is driving me crazy. So former Las Vegas Raiders quarterback Derek Carr has agreed to a four-year contract with the Saints. Can I do that new line that I feel like you should find a way to soundbite? Which one? My, my, my. Where did you get all that money? <laughs> As the old man said to Kevin in Home Alone 2. Yes. That's a good line, actually. Did you like the line that I used in my uh, short video about it, which you can find on the review and preview sports YouTube channel? Sorry for yeah. that. Shit. No, it's okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> It's such a. What did you say though? Because I might have missed that one line. I was like, "Is it?" Po- I said something along these lines. Is it possible that Mickey Loomis may have stolen a bit of money from the mattress that AJ Prowler uses? <laughs> That's great. That's really good. Or is it possible that AJ Prowler just he and he and AJ Prowler are good buddies and they just share it around? It sounds like a Mr. Krabs reference where he hides the money under his uh, reference uh, under his bed because he doesn't trust the bank. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a classic moment. Hey, Mr. Krabs, why don't you put your money in the bank? I don't trust the bank, so I'm just going to put it under my mattress. And, I, and uh, my favorite part of that, I guess it's already mm-hmm. down this road, I'll finish it, is when SpongeBob goes to clean out Mr. Krabs' house and picks up the mattress and gets rid of it. It's like, Where's my mattress? Oh, I got you a new one. My money was in there. God. So dumb. <laughs> I mean, if you're still hiding your money in a mattress, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, um, and as far as the Saints go, I mean, look, there's no question they need to upgrade a quarterback. Am I wrong? They needed one in the worst And, way. you know... Automatically, they now have the best quarterback in the NFC. South. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help but laugh about because now you have what Kyle Trask, Sam Darnold, and who am I missing? The Which team? Fans. Which team are you trying to figure out? Here's. Kyle Trask, Sam Darnold, uh, the the last team in the NFC South. Who uh, did you do the Bucks? I did say the Bucks. Kyle Trask. Sam oh, Kyle Darnold. Trask. Uh, was it the Bears? No, that's the North. That's the North. I, I was going to say the Bears. Colts. Colts. No, no, no. That's AFC. God damn it! I'm looking this up. Hold on. Oh, Fal- Falcons. Duh. Oh yeah, it's right. It's and they're. And they're rumored to uh, want to make a deal to get Lamar Jackson. And I was going to say the less said about the Falcons quarterbacks, the better. <laughs> it's just really funny, though, because like the only I'm when sure I even, even my buddy Noah Dabler could vouch for me on that. Yeah, I mean, and my fa- and the only thing when I saw this and I saw the money, which we'll get into in a second. But first, I was like, holy Toledo. So, in other words, sorry if I went on that tangent with my little laugh attack about. No, you're good. Or being the best quarterback in the division, which he unfortunately is. But 
even though he improved, you, you got yourself your quarterback. And also he's reunited with Dennis Allen, who coached him when he was with the Raiders, if I remember correctly. Yes, that's right. Um, but, but so, yeah, with Alvin Kamara's legal issues, with all the other money that they've allocated, yeah, great. You, you got your quarterback. Now, how are you going to build your team around him? In other words, there are other teams that Derek Carr could have joined. Instead of taking the boat, he took the mystery box. <laughs> I was waiting. Uh, that line is so perfect for this too. Like you couldn't make a more perfect reference for Derek Carr and in the situation with a mystery box. I mean, like just again, I have to do it again. Cause I couldn't believe it. Holy money. Like four years, supposedly 150 million, 60 million on the, when he signs on the dotted line guaranteed. When did Derek Carr become $150 million worth to somebody? Well, See, here's my hypothesis for that. We know what the NFL is. It's a quarterback's league. And, you know, I hate to say this, but regardless of which team he went to, they weren't just going to give him, like, a cheapo deal. Like, the, the league is essentially centered around a quarterback. So that's about, like, what the growing rate for an NFL quarterback is, so to speak. That being well, said... Is it smart to give that amount of money to a quarterback like Derek Carr? No. 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 Hell no. I'm I mean, just devil, I'm just playing devil's advocate and telling you that, like, yeah, you know, there's a certain growing rate for quarterbacks, and that's what each team's trying to build around. But right, no, no, no. You're you're absolutely right. It's just that the problem is Derek Carr is, you know, very good at best, not elite, very good. I mean, I hate to say this name because he just got released, but do you remember when Carson Wentz was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL at one point? Well, I mean, to be fair, he did have that really good year, but at the same time. I'm just saying, like, it's paying him the money off of that one amazing year when he really didn't do much afterwards. Right. And. That's what's so crazy. Like now people are saying like, oh, he can hold a clipboard. Well, they don't hold clipboards anymore. They hold Microsoft surfaces uh, on the bench. Um, but Still use clipboard terminology. Yeah. And but Carson Wentz was the highest paid quarterback in the NFL at one point. And he was I think he was a number one overall pick, if I'm not mistaken. Right. Uh, no, Jared Goff was picked number one in that draft. Oh, was that Goff? He was I taken couldn't... number two. Got it. Okay. But he was high draft pick, so that's why he got all that both, money. Both of them traded up to get the quarterbacks that year. I don't think anyone's trading up this year. I'll put it that way. Um, but Derek Carr, I think, made a mistake. He went for the money, not the accolades. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm a little frustrated now as a 0. 0.00000001 Jet fan right now. Yeah, well, that's the slightest. I'm, I'm, it, I'm on always sunny in Philadelphia. I'm hanging off the side of the cliff. Um, 
I'm literally hanging off the side of the cliff right now with the Jets. And I was watching this to see, will the Jets actually do something smart for their fans? Or will they fall off a cliff? Also, um, shout out to the five more minutes, mom, because I'm sure they'll know what I'm referencing. Cliffhanger hanging from a cliff. And that's why he's called Cliffhanger. Can't hold on much longer. I I remember that. I think Brownie points if you can identify what show I was just referencing. I mean, I've heard it, but I'm trying to remember the name of the show. I've heard it so many times. It was a PBS kids show that I that I watched, like, say, 20 years ago when I was, like, having trouble coloring inside the lines and eating peanut butter and jelly sandwiches for lunch on a daily basis. <laughs> what was the name of the show? I can't remember now. Between the Lines. Oh, oh, oh. Got it. Okay. I do remember that show, though. I Don't, don't ask me why I remember that show, but Maybe I do. I could just randomly, like incorporate a 90s show into like our etb hey it's fine with me i i I love the 90s stuff well i mean we're pretty much we were pretty much born in the same era like i know you're a couple years older than i am but we're we pretty much grew up in the same era did we not yeah we did totally yeah um but to put a bow kind of on Derek Carr and the next story kind of well i tried to pick stories that were kind of tied together this week because they kind of were but I think Derek Carr made a mistake. Obviously, $150 million is nice. Is New Orleans a great place to live? Except for the hurricanes? Yes. Is the food, for the most part, good down there? Yes. You you like seafood? Go live in New Orleans. But if Alvin Kamara is going to be in the clink, as I was saying to Hank earlier, um, who do they have? They have nobody. And Michael Thomas is a shell of himself. Oh, slant boy? Yes. I mean, what is Michael Thomas now? He's a zero, right? Essentially. Yeah, the only reason he's still on the Saints is because of all that money that they're paying him. Or there's a certain term I could use, but I don't know if that term would really work at this point because, you know, it's not. It, that would imply that they fired him. <laughs> yeah, um, you, you can't use you can't use severance. He didn't get fired or, or, no, they, or they didn't let him go. It's inevitable. It's inevitable, but yes. Um, but this is uh, this leads me to a whole other thing before we get to the last story in this show. But now that Derek Carr is off the board, does this mean that the Jets are going to get Aaron Rodgers? Or... <laughs> I'll believe that he's staying with the pack when I see him all of a sudden decide I'm going to stay in Green Bay. But it looks to me like they're going to move on and go to Jordan Love. Not that either decision is necessarily great (laughs) by any means, but it just smells like a move that the New York Jetropolitans would make. Does it not? It does, but here's the thing. The Jets have screwed up for, what would you say, 40-something years? Uh, No, more like 50-plus-something years. Well, or like since since they made a legitimate run, I would say about 40, 50 years, right. And Yeah, more the, like a half century. So it's just, 
I feel like they're going to get they're, they didn't get Derek Carr. They're not going to get Aaron Rodgers. Who the are they going to go get Ryan Tannehill? I'm going to be pissed if they get Ryan Tannehill when they could add Derek Carr or dare I say it, Mister Darkness, Aaron Rodgers. Speaking of jet quarterbacks, uh, did you see the contract that Geno signed? No. What did he sign for? Three years, hundred five million. What? What? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Again, I'm not surprised that quarterbacks like him are being overpaid because, like I said, you don't just find quarterbacks on trees. Am I wrong? No, you're, you're absolutely right. Everything you're saying is accurate. But would I give a quarterback like Geno Smith a three-year $105 million contract? If I were let me let me put it this way, if I told you that that was a good idea, I think you would probably encourage me to go get drug tested. Well, one I would say this: stay off the weed. That's what I would say. If you told me, if 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 you told me. That oh, if my like if I, if I was an owner of a team and my general manager said oh I gave Gino three years a hundred and five million dollars I said get off the wing. Don't get me wrong, Gino had a good year. He had a good year, but is he is he three years hundred and five million worthy? I don't know. I mean, you know they're gonna. Excuse me. Oh, oh. You know they're going to find, like, their long-term franchise at some point. Like, that's why they only gave him three years. But at that, at the same time, he's taking up kind of a fraction of the salary cap. Yep. And yep. the same thing is happening to Derek Carr. And because you're wasting a bit of the salary cap on him, you cannot build a functioning team around him. I mean, you can win the division. I mean, that's like winning that's like getting the best uh grade in like a terrible uh class full of like f students but <laughs> once you play the big boys in the playoffs different story um yeah. it's kind of like it's kind of like the knicks over the last five six seven years like they play good during the regular season at times and they're like oh my god they're gonna make a run and then they get pumbled and flattened in the playoffs well the only year where that literally was the case was probably say 20 the 21 the first post bubble year because years before that they didn't even they didn't even have a playoff run between that one random 50 win season with mellow where they actually won a playoff series against the celtics until until the post-pandemic. Yeah, that was a totally different Celtics team from now. Um, and um, this this New York team, like, this Knicks team, you could actually, like, make a case could win a playoff series because I, th- I think they're a, well co- they're a much better coached team and they're a more fundamentally sound Knicks... <gasps> Excuse me. They're a more fundamentally sound Knicks team than in years past. Now, do I think they're going all the way to the finals this year? Eh, probably not, but I do like what Josh Hart has brought to the table, that's for sure. 
No, he's been a he's been a really good addition uh, to that team. And uh, I do like um, I do love that they were able to pull out a win in Boston without Jalen Brunson. Yes, no, that so, was major, major. I uh, do think maybe they might be able to attract a star eventually with the way they're playing. I hope so because the Knicks need it in the worst way. But I digress. Let's just finish this topic up. Um, uh, good move or bad move for Derek Carr? Um, the answer is a, resound- a resounding bad move. Okay. Yeah, you and I are on the same page on this one. That he, the Jets, and this is rare. Even as a Jet yeah, fan, I'm saying. This is the move that's going to lead to Mickey Loomis getting fired. You you know that. Probably, yes. Um, that or he might have to resign. I mean, he's been their GM for a long time. He's made good moves in the past, but, like, lately he's made some real head scratchers, shall we say. Well, and I feel – well, I have to feel bad for him because he's dealing with the Alvin Kamara situation and dealing with that nonsense and dealing with him breaking someone's nose, which okay, – Well, that was bad. That's not his fault. No, I'm saying like that. That's a tough one because that's that's your star, and I, I I don't know what's happened with that. I think he got suspended six games, maybe. Um, but so, uh, what do you want me to do? You want me to give you a consolation clap? Oh, good job! You got a quarterback! Yay! Like, is that what is that what they is that what they're looking for from us? Also, how do we even know the Saints are going to win the division even with Derek Carr? They're not. I don't think they will. What has Derek Carr proven in eight or nine years with the with the Raiders? Do we yeah, know? Do you know how many uh, playoff games he's won? Zero, right? 0.0. Yeah, that's what I thought. And had he started that one year that he did really well when he was when he was injured? that win would have probably come with an asterisk because he would have played, I want to say Brock Osweiler and the Houston Texans. <laughs> so. I talk about someone who's now at ESPN calling college football games now. Um, you know who did start that game? Connor Cook. Oh, my God. <sighs> That's crazy. Oh, my God. Connor Cook was the one who ended up losing to Brock Osweiler. Oops. <laughs> but yeah, you and I are on the same page. Bad move by Derek Carr. Now, let's be fair. New York is a tough place to function and play in. You and I know that from being fans here in the uh, in the big state. Um, that some players just can't handle it. Some players can't handle it. Some athletes just don't want to deal with that pressure of the media coming after you twenty four seven. There's one that name that actually stands out to me, and I'm. And you've probably heard this before. Do you remember uh, Greg Maddox, who they were trying to get Greg Maddox? Greg Maddox said, I didn't want to deal with New York. Yes. Was it the Yankees that he didn't want to sign with? Or yeah. Was it- I think he didn't want to sign with the Yankees. He well, said, I, I can't imagine him even wanting to go to the Mets, unlike Tom Glavin. Right. Well, he said, I don't, I don't want to deal with any of the pressures in New York, essentially, is what he said. Makes I, don't, sense. I don't. I don't blame them. New York's a tough place to play. Even when the team is good or bad, it's a tough place to play in. So yeah, I, I can. That makes sense. And at, at the end of the day, we didn't really need him. We still won four World Series without him. Right. So 
didn't necessarily need him. You still had Andy Pettit. You still had David Cohn, who th- I was going to say we probably maybe we don't even get David Cohn if we get if we uh, get Greg Maddox, right? And butterfly effect. So it worked out. Um, but Derek Carr, I think, could have handled New York better than. Well, let's put it this way: a a snail could have handled New York better than Zach Wilson at this point. I mean, like it, Zach Zach Wilson's going to end up out of the league, in my opinion. Like, I don't know what they're. I don't know why they're still holding on. The only reason they're holding on to him is because he was a second overall pick. That's the only reason why they're holding on to him. Well, yeah, and essentially, if they cut him now, they'd be admitting their mistake. But then again, problem is, look at how many other mistakes Joe Douglas made. Was he responsible for the Sam Darnold snafu or no? I believe that was Joe Douglas. I'm not 100% sure. God, then he struck out on quarterbacks multiple times. If that's the case. That was either him or McCagnan. Actually, that might have been McCagnan. Now that I'm thinking about it. Well, either way, like the fact that the fact that they that they're possibly going through another quarterback. I mean, like, uh, I don't know. I'll tell you where he did strike out on Mackay Becton. Yeah, you're right. That was a real uh, unfortunate situation. But um, all right, let's move around. We'll do one more story here. These are kind of connected. So the Ravens, the Ravens have been in the news uh, with their, we're recording this uh, and it's coming out on deadline day for this. Baltimore Ravens will go to deadline to try and get long-term deal done with Lamar Jackson. Now, a lot of news going on out there, whether they're going to give him the exclusive franchise tag or the non-exclusive franchise tag. Now, do you know the difference between the two? Because I had to go look this up. No. So the exclusive franchise tag means that he, he put a lock on him. He can't go anywhere. That's what an exclusive franchise tag means. A non-exclusive franchise tag means that anyone could put a trade on the table and or offer. Actually, let me let me rephrase that. You can offer him a contract, but you have to give up two first round picks to get him away from the Ravens. So that's the difference between the two tags. Now, you know this. We've talked about this on both shows. Lamar Jackson wants a fully guaranteed contract. Um, yes. Now, we all know who to blame for that. Mm-hmm. A certain quarterback that we all want out of the NFL because he... Uh, faked out everybody and then did horrible domestic violence things or assault things. But Deshaun Watson screwed up uh, everyone else's contracts. And when you give a quarterback $330 million guaranteed, do you blame Lamar Jackson for wanting a fully guaranteed contract? No. Now, you could say that Lamar has been hurt the last two years and they could make that argument. But here's what happens. How bad does the team become if Lamar Jackson ends up somewhere else? Oh, they're going to get worse. And they don't even have like 
a great set of wide receivers either. I mean, and Tyler Huntley's not the answer. Sorry, just telling the facts here. Oh, you mean as uh, your name tree would call him imitation Lamar? Yes. Yeah, imitation Lamar. Right. Um, That's like getting the Chinese knockoff version. Right. <laughs> and but I look like I said, and you said the wide receiver situation down in Baltimore is horrible. It's bad. There's they have nothing, zero. And if you don't have Lamar, you might as well throw away your team for the next two to three years. At least. Right? And, you know, it begs the question. Why on earth would um would that guy from Georgia even want to leave there and go to the Ravens as the offensive coordinator? Oh, I know who you're talking about. I, I know I know I can picture his face. I can't think of his name. Uh, Todd Modkin? That's a Georgia offensive coordinator. Is that who you said? Yeah, I know Noah was pretty upset about him going. Yeah, Todd Monken. Uh, I That's interesting. I don't know why he and, would leave Georgia. And don't get me wrong. He seems like a really smart offensive coordinator, no? He is. And, well, hey, he was in Georgia for a long period of time. That but, You're leaving that to go to an NFL team that could be on the decline and might not even keep their star quarterback. I mean, they should have. And by the way, I've, most people are not referring to this either. They didn't ask Lamar or like they, they didn't ask Lamar if that was okay as an offensive coordinator. Oops. I mean, again, on the surface, it's not a bad move, but you know. But, you, but if you want your quarterback to stay, you got to do what he wants. <laughs> yeah, it's a no, no. Oops. So Oops is you, right. So you got an offensive co- coordinator. You did. You did what you needed. You didn't ask Lamar. Okay. I mean, technically, Lamar is not under contract, so they could do whatever they. Well, actually, let me take that back. Is he under contract? I don't know. Uh. Mm-hmm. He's up for a franchise tag, but don't get me wrong. He's going to make a lot of money regardless. But I, if, Wait, they fran- if they franchise out. the money, but if he gets franchise tagged, he's sitting out and he'll, he'll sit out the whole year. Um, Not good. You think he would sit out the whole year? I doubt it. I think eventually he's going to want to play. Sitting out the, if he sits out the whole year, that's essentially career suicide. Sean Watson did it. That's my point. No, but I'm saying people forget that before the whole domestic violence situations or sexual assault situations, that he sat out for a year because of his contract situation. No, I, I know, and it very well could be career suicide. You're right, and Lamar is younger, I think, than Deshaun was at that point when he sat out for the year. So, and I can and I can only imagine he probably would learn that lesson, or at least one would hope. No, I mean he's got to look at the Deshaun Watson situation and say, "Hey, I need to keep playing. Figure this out. Give me a one year deal. Give me a two year deal. Do something now." I know for quarterbacks, it's a whole different mumbo-jumbo they deal with. Like, 
it's not like baseball where you give someone a one year contract and then you can come back next off season. You can sign a long term deal. The NFL, it's a totally different with salary cap rules and all that stuff. They have to be very careful with the money. So it's either you sign them long term or you don't. So they what is um what does the Pope call it? What? It's the league where they play. The <laughs> oh man, I miss him on the radio. Even though I hated him, I used to. I loved the dumb sayings that Francis would say. <laughs> Wait a second, Alex Java. Wait a second. Wait a second. Oh, God, I do that too well. Um, Andy Pettit is a starting pitcher. Andy Pettit's a starting pitcher. Pitcher. Not pitcher, pitcher. Hughes is a starter. Hughes is a starter. God. With my horses. Or it's, all, horses. it's all about the horses. Yes. God. Why do I feel like someone's going to get mad at me during this episode with all the Mike Francesa impersonations? Um, yeah, I do it all the time. It's okay. I, I, I like it too. I can't believe he's doing a podcast for a gambling company now. <sighs> Man, but that that's about it. This was a, a little bit of a shorter episode, trying to keep it to the headlines. Uh, we both spoke to Johnny. Johnny is uh, off next week, so he's going to be here. <laughs> so we can finally have him back. <laughs> yes. Uh, we need him back, oh, especially with March Madness coming back. Oh, my gosh. He's the perfect person to talk called basketball with. I mean, I he sent some notes. I know, like, he sent it in our Slack chat. Like, I'm trying to pull them up quickly because he sent me a note. And, of course, it's not open. Um, I think it's 68 teams. They expanded the uh, March Madness bracket this year, which was kind of interesting. Up oh, here it is. Let's see. Selection Sunday is March 12th. Uh, 68 team field for the men's and women's and the brackets will be released at 6 and 8 p.m. on March uh, Sunday, March 12th. Okay. By the way, are we just going to keep expanding this until every school plays in March Madness? It is one of the best songs. Would you say would you say this or the NBA on TNT is better? Uh actually I like Round Ball Rock better. Which one? Yes. That's that's an older one though, right? That's the that was like used in the nineties and the two thousands. Was that the old NBC NBA on NBC one? Yes. Damn. Actually, wow, I... one that's even better. What? Uh, Google the NBA on CBS in the 80s. I saw that one. Yeah, I saw that one. Uh, th- there were some great themes. I know we're going off on a tangent here, but um, there are some great themes. March Madness one is great. NBA on TNT is great. Um, even the ESPN NBA one is pretty good, but you can't beat March Madness. When you hear the March Madness theme and... Like I said, it's going to be here uh, before we know it. And and you're going to get earworm with that song for the next, like, few weeks. few weeks? Try, like, a little over a month. Like, and did did you see who the new uh, leading voice is of March Madness? 
Who? It's Fly Eagle Fly. Ian? Yeah. Oh, that's a good choice. I like him. Because Nance stepped down from being the head voice. It's not going to be the same without him. He was good. Him and, uh, oh, God, who was the color analyst? The guy who called the Nets back in the day. I can't remember. But, uh, oh, Raftery. Raftery. Bill Raftery. That was one of the best. confused with the game show host, the late game show host, Bill Rafferty. Right. Card Sharks, and then the second version of Blockbusters. We got to get you on either Five More Minutes, Mom, or we got to get you on uh, the Hearst show. Yeah, you can see that I can. I have a tendency to be able to expand my brand. <laughs> I think you'd be or good. To branch out beyond sports a little bit. You would definitely be good. But uh, all right, that just about does it for uh, episode 45. Holy cow, 45 episodes. But it's not a day that I've read your tickets. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, but follow the show on social media at Game on ETB, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow the Empty the Bench Podcast Network at ETB Network, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Follow him at Ranger Hanky96. Follow me at N Morgan Radio. Johnny should be back next week, hopefully, because from what he told me, he was off uh, for vacation for a second week. So we should see him. So, Hank, this was fun. I think we had a good time, whether it was sports or just palling around in the world of pop culture. Oh, always. So uh, I guess that just about does it. Uh, You guys will be back hopefully for 46. Uh, I'll be back behind the scenes watching the show. Uh, And uh, that's it. Uh, For Hank and Dichter, I'm Nick Morgison. See everybody next week.